I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, and we're going to begin this time in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6. We welcome you to this recording provided by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. Listen, please, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you're going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. I want to address myself this morning first to parents, but also to anyone who has any contact with children and all of us who are concerned about the next generation. Bible teachers, parents, children, and everyone, this is relevant to everyone here. And I frame our study through this question. What do you tell your children about God? What do you tell children about God? If you are a parent, what do you tell your children about God? But even if you're not a parent, and maybe your children are grown, you are a grandparent, the question is relevant to everybody who loves children, and to all who want to teach them. What do we tell children about God? This subject is just always appropriate and relevant. But first, I want to speak to the primary providers of instruction and care for children, and that would be parents. Parents, do you talk to your children about the certainty of God's existence? Children can pick up the modern worldview of pluralistic, relative theology, even idolatry, or even atheism. Children may hear their teachers or their peers doubting if there is a God. Children may be reached by the media, by entertainment presentations, and may quietly develop the vague idea that maybe there is a God, but maybe not. Do you want your children to go into adult life and face the world with a vague guess that maybe there is a God? We need to know the next step is atheism. 
I believe we should not hold back. We should not waver, but communicate to our children the certainty of God's existence. To just let our children be influenced and be deceived by the culture is inexcusable. To just assume that they will believe what we believe is unwise and without basis. I believe we need to sit down with our children, grandchildren, and talk about the certainty, the reality that there is a God in heaven. I want to show you a simple way you can do that. Please turn to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4. What you're looking for here is simplicity with children. And you want to stress one simple thing. There is a God. And you want to do that so that you convey to children certainty. So, read with your children this verse. For every house is built by someone, and the builder of all things is God. Now, just read that verse with children and maybe ask them to memorize Hebrews 3, 4. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Then when you're out and about, just point to a house, maybe a house that's under construction or one that was just newly built or any house, and ask the child if they believe the house was built. I think you'll find that from a very young age, they will say, yes, the house was built by someone, even though you cannot see the builder there next to the house. And then point to the sky and the earth, the horizon, the universe, or use a globe to make your point and ask, was the universe built? Or what about people? Here is a simple entrance into the mind of a child about the existence of God. Kids can think. They can see connections between builder and building. Don't let them be confused by the culture. Talk to your children about the certainty of God's existence. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's still a great memory verse for our children. They understand the simplicity of origins, I think. You've seen those books and lists of things kids have said about God. Here's one from a letter a little girl wrote to God. She said, We read that Thomas Edison made light. But in Sunday school, they say, you did it. So I bet he stole your idea. See, God said, let there be light, and there was light, and that truth made an impression in the mind of this little girl. What do you tell your children about God? What do you tell your children about God? Parents and our Bible teachers want to tell children about God in all his grace and reality. So my next point is, make certain they know 
of God's love. I know it is important for children to learn that God is displeased when we do wrong, but be careful. The minds of children can be compared to a canvas. Be very careful about the picture you paint on that canvas. There can be a misguided zeal, and we may scare children. When they misbehave, we may be tempted to yell at them, God will get you for that. You are painting an image on that canvas. It is true, God wants us to obey Him, and He is disappointed when we sin, and I'll get to that. We must convey to our children the goodness, the care, the mercy, the love of God. While God is disappointed when we sin, He wants to help us out of sin, and that's why love prompted the Father to send the Son. God is not this mean old man who wants to get us. He wants to save us. Children understand love and care, and when we speak to them about God, we must convey how great God is in His love for us. Here's a good passage to read with children from 1 John chapter 4, starting at verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as He is, so also we are in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar, And he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God, 
must also love his brother. So here is a passage that is simple and that has great value in teaching children about God's love and then our love for God and our love for others. Let me ask you parents, what do you want your kids to think about you? What do you want their first impressions or images to be of you, punishing or loving, yelling or listening? Let's help our children see the love of God. And let's help them see it in this passage in 1 John 4 and every other place where the love of God is described. Let's be certain we convey to the next generation the abundance of God's amazing love and grace. We must speak to children of the necessity of obedience. Part of what I want to get across in this sermon is balance. The balance is found by presenting to children and to adults exactly what the Bible says about God in its completeness. He loves us and wants to save us, but there is an expectation of obedience to him. I have some experience as a grandfather, and my three children sometimes look at how I deal with grandchildren and wonder, is this the same man? In many ways, I'm much more tolerant as a grandfather. My role as a grandfather is different. It is more nurturing, guiding, educating, modeling, and having fun. The discipline lies primarily with the parents. The primary responsibility is with mom and dad. Now, there could be some tendency to see God as the grandpa type. You can do anything you want, and he just smiles and says he loves you. You cannot do anything you want. You must convey to children the necessity of obedience to God. We need to find very simple passages that we read to our children and maybe ask them to memorize. In Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, the end of the matter, all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. What do you tell your children about God, his existence, his love, his interest in our obedience? But I need to bring this up. What do you say to your children about God? That's one thing, but what about what you do? You may tell them the truth about God, but what do they see in your conduct? You may educate them, but what about the influence of your behavior? that they see every day. Do your children see you praising and obeying God? They read your priorities. They listen to what you say about people. They know how important the local church is to you. So whatever you say should be matched and reinforced by what you do, and all of that should come from your commitment to God. Children hear you talk. One little girl wrote a letter to God and said, Is it true? 
My father won't get into heaven if he uses his bowling words in the house. The kids are listening. Do they see Christ in you? Do they hear Christ in your words? In addition to telling them what is right, we had better show them actions speak louder than words. So I'm saying to us in this sermon, talk to your children about God. Some parents today will say something like this, we will not influence our children in making choices about religion. We will let them do whatever they decide. But I've never heard a parent say that about their children's nutrition or education or their transportation or their recreation. Yet somehow when it comes to religion, some parents want to be absent. I'll tell you this, if you don't talk to your children about God, everybody else will. The TV will, their friends will, their teachers will, the press and the media will. If you have a garden or pets or a car, you take care of it, you protect it, you don't let just anybody drive your car. You can't just let anyone teach your children about God. As a parent, it is your responsibility. As a church, we want to help in the best way we can. So, let's get our heads and hearts together to direct our children to heaven. Thank you for listening.